Petra sits on the bridge of the second chance with her feet up on the dash, looking out into the deep, inky blackness of space. Time seems to slip past her. Either she simply does not care that Nakor has been gone for as long as he has been, or perhaps she's so wrapped up in her own thoughts that time is meaningless. Staring out, the hours ticking by, Petra thinks of the possibilities about what they could do with Subject Alpha. Naturally, her family would be very interested in getting a hold of one of these AI constructs. They still have the actual brain mechanism of Subject Alpha, but there's just no storage unit to preserve its intelligence beyond that of the second chance, since Nakora gave the memory core to Creed. Perhaps her mother would accept the brain, but doing so would likely, or perhaps potentially, kill Subject Alpha if such a thing could be interpreted to be possible. At the very least, the entity would be brain dead, severed from its memories and therefore personality, which have been somehow intermingled with that of chance aboard the second chance. She sighs and rests her head on her hands, staring out at the crackling blue energy surrounding this ship, when suddenly she sits up with a start. Something moved across the inky darkness of space. She's sure of it. Something razor thin, something darker than the inky blackness of space itself, before seemingly disappearing. Did she imagine it, or did she actually see something out there? Petra isn't sure, but this distraction wakes her up from her stupor, and she realizes that Nakor has been gone for hours, and that his oxygen, limited as it must be, should be close to running out. Reaching down to the comms unit in front of her, all she gets back in return is the static hiss, communications seemingly still unable to penetrate through whatever strange electrical storm is occurring outside. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome back to One Guy, One Role, the solo role-playing podcast where I, your host, player, and GM, Hero Cities, play role-playing games for your listening pleasure. Once again, we are back into the world of Ironsworn Starforged following the trials of Nakora Sokolov and the rest of the crew aboard the Second Chance. I'm super excited to be able to be back recording another podcast so soon, and as previously mentioned in the last episode, it is my intention to continue publishing a new podcast at least twice a month. More if I am able to do so with my seemingly ever-increasingly busy schedule. According to some comments I have received back on the Reddit post, it appears as though many of y'all enjoy listening to the podcast and attempting to learn a little bit more about how the system itself works in Ironsworn. So going forward, it'll be my intention to reveal more about what I'm doing for every role, unless, of course, it's something I'm keeping secret from y'all in order to make the story a little more interesting and perhaps unpredictable. So for our introduction, I rolled on the beginner session move and rolled external factors, create a new danger, urgency, or importance for a quest. I have a list of all the different threads that are currently running. Not necessarily vows. We only really have one vow, I guess two vows going at the moment. So it's just all the different things that are currently happening. There's 10 of them. So I roll the d10, roll the one, 
which is return subject alpha to Petra's family, which is actually one of the vows that we have sworn to Petra herself. She's obviously currently debating what she's going to do when, or I guess if Nakora and the rest of the Second Chances crew actually get to her family. Will she betray him? Will she destroy Subject Alpha in order to attempt to gain some sort of favor with her mother and free her sister? What exactly is Petra's underlying motive? And is she willing to betray Nakora in order to do so? I don't know at this point. However, at the very end of that introduction, if you've been following along with the podcast, you'll know exactly who is in a dark, black, dagger-like spaceship and is both dangerous and directly tied to Petra herself. Beyond that, we'll do a quick recap of last episode in which Nakora was still more or less trapped aboard the prospecting ship Ash's Tribute, which is a derelict that has been floating in space for only about a week since some sort of strange fungal infestation got loose aboard the vessel, killing the vast majority of the crew on board. Nakora spent his time exploring that vessel, attempting to find some way to rid himself of these various fungal spores infecting the ship and now covering the spacesuit he himself is wearing. Luckily for Nakora, this strange energy field currently enveloping the Ashes Tribute and interfering with communications appears to affect this fungus in some way, specifically the spores. Perhaps attracting them, perhaps feeding them, Nakora's not sure. However, he has decided to try and make his way down into the reactor room in the engineering section of the ship, which has unfortunately been barricaded with some sort of makeshift scrap barricade, and Nakora, who is running low on oxygen, was so focused on cutting his way through this barricade with his welding torch that he did not see a man with a giant wrench in hand slowly lift up the maintenance grate on the floor behind him, get to his feet, and stand above Nakora with his wrench raised high above his head. His bloodshot eyes with his face bathed in red, indicating he's almost out of oxygen himself. And with the recap out of the way, and without further ado, let's get into it. Nakora hunched over this makeshift barricade, cutting out the last of the pipes, blocking his entrance into the engineering section of the ship. It's just making his last little cut as this man, seemingly the engineer, has gone on a murderous rampage across this ship, raises his massive wrench above his head. Even in the rather dim light in the bowels of the ship, this massive wrench is caked in dried blood, seemingly belonging to the other victims this man killed in order to take their oxygen and thus keep himself alive for a little bit longer. Clearly this is going to end up being a violent interaction between Nakora and this engineer. However, does Nakora have any chance of noticing this attack is coming in on him? I think, will face danger to start with. In this case, I'm not sure if it's wits or edge. I think it's going to be wits, because with expertise, focus, or observation, I think the observation part of this makes the most sense. So, we will face danger with wits plus three. We rolled a five and a six on our challenge dice, and a five on our action dice. Plus three, strong hit. You are successful. 
take plus one momentum. Our momentum is already at 10, so we cannot increase our momentum anymore. However, this somewhat emaciated yet still hulking man with his huge engineering wrench steps up behind Nakora, casting a slight shadow over the work Nakora is doing. With a start, hardly even thinking and acting on instinct, Nakora rolls to the side as this massive wrench comes smashing down right where Nakora's head would have been, likely caving it in in one solid hit. Unfortunately, given the awkward position he started from and the close-quarter nature of this combat, Nakora starts off in a bad spot, more or less sprawled out on this maintenance catwalk, in a poor position to do much against this seemingly desperate and wild-eyed engineer. Normally, when you make the move enter the fray, you would roll to see whether or not you are in control. We're not going to roll. However, we still need to give this combat a rank. I think if this engineer was in better condition, as in not kind of starving and deprived of oxygen and otherwise a little more, well, sane, this would be a formidable task but I'm going to assign it dangerous, given his weakened state. Unfortunately for Nakora, we are still starting off in a bad spot. The engineer curses, lifting up his giant wrench, turning back towards Nakora with fire in his eyes. Nakora, having just dodged out of the way wildly to avoid his head being caved in, looks up at this man from the floor. He's in a bad spot on his back, and with a rage-fueled wrench likely coming his way. He thinks quickly. He knows that close combat is not his forte, and all he has is a simple utility knife tucked in his belt. Nakora needs to get back on his feet and put a little distance between himself and this crazed engineer. Using his natural agility, he'll attempt to roll to his feet, utilizing the momentum from his first dive, and get a little distance between himself and the engineer. We are going to use the move React Under Fire and roll plus Edge, which for us is a 2. Reroll the 4 on our action dice. With a 2 and a 7 on the challenge dice, weak hit. You avoid the worst of the danger or overcome the obstacle, but not without a cost. Suffer move minus 1 and stay in a bad spot. Rolling to his feet and utilizing all the momentum he had gained from his dodging the initial attack, Nakora stumbles backwards, still off balance, but luckily, once again, staying just out of reach of the giant wrench whistling through the air as this hulking engineer keeps up his relentless pace. Our suffer move will be to lose momentum. Nakora is now on his back feet, and our momentum will go down to nine. Luckily, Nakora is now back on his feet and is a little distance between himself and the engineer, and we will have to make the clash roll since we are still in a bad spot. Unfortunately, I think this is going to have to be with iron. We are still in close corridors with this man, so we will roll plus iron, which is only a one for us. We rolled a four on our action dice, so a five, and a one and a ten on our action dice. Weak hit. Mark progress, but you are dealt a counter, blow, or setback. You stay in a bad spot and must pay the price. Since this is a dangerous task, we do fill in two boxes on the track. 
Nakora tries to surprise his opponent by charging forward and ramming his shoulder into his opponent to try and push him backwards, while certainly bold and at least a little bit effective, knocking the wind out of the man. This engineer is sturdy, years of working aboard a spaceship, and even though he is emaciated and underfed and running out of oxygen, the man barely moves and instead wraps one of his burly arms around Nakora, squeezing him, forcing air out of his lungs, crushing him in a vice-like grip. We will endure harm. Unfortunately, our health is only at one, which would bring us down to zero. Therefore, we need to attempt to resist the harm. We will roll plus iron, a plus one. We rolled a three and a four on our challenge dice and a four on our action dice, giving us five, therefore a strong hit. On a strong hit, choose one. Shake it off, plus one health or plus one momentum. We need the plus one health, bringing us back to one. With his teeth clenched together and face scrunched, Nakora fights against the vice-like grip of this burly engineer. Feeling a burning sensation growing in his lungs, he needs to react under fire. He needs to think. He needs to do something smart. He needs to find a way out of this man's grip. He'll be rolling plus wits. We rolled a 69 with our challenge dice and a 4 on our action dice with our plus 3 is a 7, so another weak hit. On a weak hit, you avoid the worst of the danger, but make a suffer move. Seemingly unable to physically overcome the strength of this engineer, Nakora wiggles around and manages to gain a little bit of leverage on this hulking man and even manages to get a hand on the oxygen hose on the back of his helmet. Eyes wide in anger and desperation, the engineer lets go of Nakora and shoves him back, causing Nakora to stumble and lose even more momentum in this fight back down to an eight. This struggle is really not going Nakora's way. We have been on the back foot the entire time. Nakora knows he needs to do something. He needs to get some kind of leverage. Unfortunately, his crazed opponent, whether out of desperation or seemingly mindless insanity, is already charging back at Nakora with his giant wrench in hand. Judging that he might have just enough room in the barricade for himself to fit through, Nakora attempts to react under fire, diving towards this narrow opening using edge. We rolled a 3 and a 7 on our challenge dice and a 4 on our action dice, which would be a weak hit. However, we have 8 momentum, which we are going to burn for a strong hit, which not only gets us back in control, but also plus 1 momentum. Diving towards this makeshift barricade, on his hands and knees sliding underneath it, barely avoiding tearing his suit on the jagged edges of the pipe he was last attempting to cut out. Scrambling backwards, still on his back, he draws his good old trusty shot-off shotgun stubs and aims it back through this makeshift barricade to the engineer and pulls the trigger. Now that we are in control, we can roll to strike plus edge. We roll a 1 on our action dice and an 8 and a 9 on our challenge dice. On a miss, the fight turns against you. Bad spot, pay the price. Having managed to put this makeshift barricade between himself and his opponent, Nakora's pounding heart and shaking hands causes him to miss his shot. 
the slug digging deep into coolant lines on the ceiling above, spraying this corrosive and acidic material throughout the corridor. While none of it lands directly on Nakora or the engineer, this has now created yet another hazard on the battlefield. Roaring in rage, Nakora's opponent charges at the makeshift barrier, thinking that he might be able to simply bash his way through. Nakora is going to attempt to throw his weight against the barrier, so we're going to react under fire, rolling with iron. A 1 and a 2 on the challenge dice, and a 3 on our action dice. Strong hit. We succeed and are in control, plus 1 momentum. Nakora braces his feet against as the man throws his full weight into it. Likely, if he wasn't emaciated and rather weak at the moment, Nakora would have had no chance restraining this makeshift barricade. However, he is just able to do so. And now back in control, Nakora takes out the knife strapped to his waist and stabs out wildly towards the man's back. We roll a strike plus iron. We roll a 6 on our action dice and a 5 and a 9 on the challenge dice, giving us a weak hit. Nakora feels his knife slip between the bars of this makeshift barricade and stick into this raging engineer who thrashes around in pain and with a grunt of strength gripping onto this barricade, tears the whole thing off the wall and throwing it at Nakora. However, our weak hit does allow us to mark progress twice, bringing us up to six on our challenge. Unfortunately for Nakora, this chunk of metal is now hurtling his direction and he attempts to dodge out of the way, reacting under fire with edge. A two on our action dice, and a five and a one on the challenge dice, giving us a weak hit. We manage to avoid the brunt of this object hurtling our way. However, doing so once again causes us to have to dodge out of the way and do a roll, lowering our momentum by one. Glancing around, Nakora is starting to get desperate in this situation. Stomping towards him with that wrench in his hand, this hulking man seems to not want to go down. Nakora knows that his time is running out, and as the engineer raises his arms, seemingly thinking to throw this massive wrench at Nakora, he raises stubs again, barely at enough range, and we clash with edge. We rolled a 4 and a 6 on our challenge dice, and a 5 on our action dice, plus our 2, is a 7 strong hit. This engineer takes his wrench, winging it over his head at Nakora. However, he misses, thrown off balance or perhaps dazed after bashing through this barricade and the wounds he's already sustained in this battle. Nakora pulls Stubbs out and levels a shot at the man. We mark progress twice, and with us now in control, we will take decisive action. We roll against our progress, which is now eight, in an attempt to conclude this fight. We rolled a 2 and a 7. Against our 8, we are successful. When Nakora lowered his gun and shot the engineer, he hit him square in the chest. A normal tactic when aiming. However, given that Nakora tends to use slugs and stubs, it penetrates through the spacesuit this engineer is wearing. As the engineer feels the pressure of the slug entering into his chest, he looks down in ashen-faced horror. Not only at the fact that his last of his precious oxygen is flooding out of the suit, but as he grasps at his helmet, attempting to pull it off in desperation, some of these white spores are sucked in through the hole, 
and inhaled by the engineer. Desperately flailing around and with a horrified yell, the man attempts to turn and flee. However, before he can even get back through the now broken barricade, he ends up slipping in one of the caustic pools, slowly spreading throughout this section of the ship. Landing face down with a hiss and a bubble, his protective suit begins to melt. And more horrifyingly, his face begins to erupt with new fungal growth, seemingly growing at an incomprehensible rate, sprouting from his nose, from his eyes, out of his throat, choking him even further. And finally, his eyes popping, bursting out from his head as new fungal growth explodes out from within him, soon covering his whole head and before long, likely the rest of his body. And finally, the last living crew member aboard Ash's Tribute has been consumed by this horrific fungal catastrophe which has enveloped the entire vessel. Nakora simply shakes his head, not grieving, for he did not start this fight. But at the same time, glancing down at his blinking red light, Nakora's time is running out. Reloading stubs and grabbing his cutting torch and other various equipment, Nakora turns around and heads deeper into the vessel, into the beating heart of the ship, the reactor room. Inside the reactor room, things are not as they usually should be. Arcs of blue energy seem to be emanating from the reactor, although they appear to be passing through the metal of the ship. Not like electricity, but some sort of strange, otherworldly energy. All of this is outside of Nakora's expertise. Running out of time, Nakora hunts around inside of here for something that'll help him figure out how to, well, reverse whatever strange energy flow is occurring around the ship. At the very least, he needs to get in touch with the second chance before one of them decides to come investigate what happened to Nakora himself. This is going to be gather information plus wits. We rolled a 1 and an 8 on our challenge dice and a 3 on our action dice. Weak hit. The information provides a new insight, but also complicates your quest, plus one momentum. Standing in front of this reactor, Nakora can see that there is an obvious way to turn it off. The control panel is fairly straightforward and well-labeled. Simple design, nothing too complicated. Nakora reaches out a hand and begins the process of disengaging the reactor. However, as he does so, the blinking light on his helmet goes red. He is out of oxygen. He is out of time. Hurrying through the shutdown process, Nakora completes it. These bands of blue energy crackling, even arcing through him occasionally, but he doesn't feel anything, fade away. Something had been done to this reactor, and Nakora doesn't have the time to figure out what it is. He has successfully shut down the reactor. However, he has no time to mess around and begins to hurriedly make his way through the corridors of Asher's tribute, his time now running out besides the barest reserves of oxygen left. Nakora, once again, running against the clock of his own life. And with that, our episode fades to black. Thank you, thank you so much for listening to this episode of One Guy, One Roll. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know that the majority of it was devoted to the conflict against the crazy engineer, but we really very rarely have any kind of combat in this series. So it was good to get back into the system and see how it works. I will say that the narrative system of Iron Sworn in general 
works okay with combat. It's a little bit clunky and it is a little challenging to come up with ideas of how to make it interesting, but it's still a very functional system and it works well within the framework of the Iron Sworn system. I do sincerely hope that y'all enjoyed listening to this episode and I am absolutely intending to continue making more content for y'all to listen to on a more regular basis, as I have mentioned previously. As always, thank you to everybody who tunes in and listens to the One Guy, One Roll podcast. If you're interested in helping to support the work I do, do have a Patreon over on patreon.com slash one guy, one roll. The money gifted by my generous members does go directly to help support this podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to look into it. And especially a big thank you to all of the members of the Patreon, especially Master JL, Journeyman Matt, Journeyman James, Apprentice Jesse, and Apprentice Sam. Thanks so much, you guys. Your support means the world to me. Thank you so much. And for everybody else, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the One Guy, One Roll podcast. As always, I've been your host, player and GM, Hero Cities, signing off. Have a great day and stay safe out there, y'all.